Welcome to the J. Carlo Report Podcast, brought to you by the esteemed Johnston County Association of Realtors. Whether you're an aspiring agent, seasoned professional, or simply intrigued by the dynamic world of real estate, this podcast is your ultimate gateway to the industry's latest trends, expert insights, and insider knowledge. Join us as we unlock the secrets to success, explore market dynamics, share inspiring stories, and provide invaluable tips to help you navigate the ever-evolving real estate landscape. Get ready to embark on a journey of discovery as we empower you with the tools and strategies to thrive in the competitive realm of property transactions. Tune in, stay informed, and elevate your real estate game with the J. Carl Ford. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with Matt Fowler. Matt is a technology executive from Huntsville, Alabama, now based in North Carolina. His first job in real estate was commercial appraiser in 1993, where Matt and a business partner developed one of the first automated valuation models. The company also developed one of the first internet-based MLSs in the country and grew to be a competitor nationally. In 2018, Matt sold Solid Earth to a competitor, FBS, where he served as vice president for three years. In 2021, Matt was recruited to be the first independent executive director for TMLS, the 33rd largest MLS in the U.S. and the 8th largest in South Atlantic region. Please joining me in welcoming Matt. Well, welcome, Matt. Thank you for joining us today. We're very excited to have you. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So we're going to go into a little bit on uh, MLS. We're going to talk about the trends, technologies, and trials. Let's start off first talking about the TMLS background, your position, and then uh, the growth and changes that you've seen with Triangle Multi-Listing Services. Sure. Uh, great. I'm the Executive Director of Triangle Multiple Services uh, based in Cary. I'm the first Executive Director that Triangle has had that's uh, independent until my position started in December of uh, 21. Uh, always been managed by the Raleigh uh, Regional Association of Realtors CEO, uh, but the board created independent, uh, and that's that's when I started. Right, and have you seen a lot of changes happen with TMLS since you this position started? You know, the we we're just coming out of COVID when I started. So there's a lot of changes on the staff. We've gone remote uh, as an organization. We have employees in two countries. Now, wow. um, yeah, so that's been a big thing. Uh, membership has uh, fluctuated a little bit, uh, gone up a little bit uh, from February to March this year, and is I think I've carried out the table. But as an organization, yeah, that's great. So, you know, as we talk about MLSs and there's a lot of changes that are occurring, you know, whether that's you know, uh, the infamous DOJ and all of those conversations, what is Triangle MLS doing to stay present and valuable, not only to the Realtor members, but also to the community and to the people purchasing the homes? Wow. So that's a lot. Um, <laughs> how are we, we going to try to be valuable to every person, every person? Yeah, um, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that we're thinking about um, with DOJ, um, the first thing we're really thinking about when I started was what technologies and services do we currently offer? Are they the best that we could be offering? Are we running the company like a like a um, you know, do we are we investing in our people? Or are we doing what's necessary to be the best It's a question I have to board during my interviews. Uh, I think the answer to that is pretty cool. 
Um, so some of the technology movies are a little old. Um, maybe not the top rated, you know, stats package or a search tool. And I've been doing this for 25 years now. I've been an MLS software company for 20 years. No people who do it better. And um, really proud of the that the board has supported our uh, investment in change. And we're slowly, digitally transforming the organization uh, from a burn driven, um, it kind of felt maybe like a local office. <laughs> you know, I don't mean that in a bad way to our, our, our public servants out there and tax Um But it's not anymore. But, you know, when you go in there, we have new, a lot of new product services coming. Um, we're also building uh, an open uh, and a little deep. Uh, what I mean is that we're starting to publish these data services that allow uh, independent brokers and the data to use their own technology to connect them. So we don't work them through a software package that we might like to We open everybody in for for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're moving away from that and to maybe stretch that metaphor, we're gonna we're gonna provide a really good machine and which one you want we guarantee they're all going to be cold and they're all going to be available but it's it's a front end of that is very popular um we're the 34 largest in the country eighth largest in the mid-atlantic uh we're big enough uh, to do this only one or two mls uh, notably silicon valley uh mls um listings.com on this and gone live with it um, so we'll we're going to go from maybe among the slowest to adopt new technologies to among among the first. Fast tracking, full throttle with it. So what I'm hearing from that is is that first with bringing the technology in where things are going to be getting away from the paper and just making it really much easier on the realtor to complete the process from beginning to end just so they have enough on their plate as it is. They don't need to take 30 minutes to fill out an application or a contract or something. But also, it's very interesting about um, kind of making almost like an a la carte or, or um, as you said, the vending machine. So what will it look like on the other side? Are you saying that this is going to be kind of almost like an IDX that they have a choice or what really, can you go a little bit more into that? So Yeah, sure. That's not a bad analogy. But you get to pick the IDX mm-hmm. vendor that you want here. That's the kind of uh, competition that we're building on the MLS. Of our merger with Alamance, we're about to offer CoreLogic matrix to all the kind of drivers who might prefer maybe, you know, maybe they work down near Longleaf or primarily up near Burlington and their agents are comfortable with that uh, product. Currently, we're fortunate in going to MLSs and the platforms. And what this has done is it puts the data in both and then lets you choose which interface you find more compelling. And this fall, currently the data center for uh, go live of the new for triangle. Um, we're launching a new ad listing platform that will be required for all listings uh, that come into the system. We'll come into the uh, RISA web update. So the official way to add a listing triangle will be for a new ad listing module that uh, is being built right now. Uh, it's very mobile. You can start a listing from the field. 
and uh, that will allow us to, to offer uh, Paragon services uh, for the people that prefer Paragon. Uh, Paragon will just start getting its update from the main Triangle database in the future. Uh, so you can do searching and reporting and uh, all on play, um, Paragon and Matrix. In the wow. Wow. And I would imagine that that would also help for, you know, what everybody talked about, uh, expanding the mapping, expand the area. I think that that might allow and make it a little easier for other areas to want to become a part of Triangle MLS or just expand mm-hmm. that area, data share and everything like that. You know, our goal is to make everyone. That's super simple. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a techno- technology solution to some hassle that a particular which we look into that. I don't think that there is an unlimited uh, scope to geographic expansion. Though. You know, I, I think there are natural borders to the market around us. We're not Charlotte. I don't think there's a lot of Carolina in between us and Charlotte. And it makes sense for there to be a triangle area organization, you know, that's kind of centered around our VU. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense for us to provide technical services, like run their Gmail uh, or another association that might one and a half employees or something. That makes sense to me. But I've had a lot of brokers tell me that, you know, having some business show up in the MLS system might even be a liability problem. Yes. Because, you know, his or, or, or her agents might decide that I can the property to be because they came up in a, in a search. And that's, we're navigating those, you know, what data shares are. Yeah, absolutely. The geographical competence aspect of it is mm-hmm. is very significant, and I think that once you look beyond the the bright shiny new toy, you realize that there's a lot more that goes into it, and that for the agents, they need to understand where they're selling and not just get that area and think that they can roll in there and just really nilly it. So there's definitely an expectation of competence. And you're yeah. definitely putting yourself out there as a professional expert, and if you've never sold a house known it at all or city. So tell them what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is a real estate uh, and it's an violation in the appraisal uh, industry to assign them to an area that you want to Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. yeah. So moving away from PMLS a little bit and then kind of just expanding a little bit for on trends, what are you seeing out there that you think it's forever evolving and, and MLS changes daily pretty much, mm-hmm. but what are you seeing that is occurring that you foresee that's going to stick around, that's going to kind of change and reshape MLS as we see it today? Yeah, gosh, that's a great question. I'm glad I got to think about that. Uh, I was at a, I guess it was Inman or something, and one of the former DOJ attorneys that's now working for us was asked a question about how could MLS is evolving what should they be doing when we get back home, you know, to Raleigh. And he said something that I've heard a bunch of people repeat. Uh, he said, do better. Start out by doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, read the books about bias, read the books about antitrust. And so in addition to doing better, try and be doing that consumers and consumer sentiment is one of the reasons that they've done us. Okay, mm-hmm. that they think that people agree with them that been going on with organized real estate. And I think there's, I think there isn't. I think we can prove that. I think that uh, commissions are paid because 
Absolutely. Um, and I think we can prove that. Uh, so transparency is an enormous missing aspect. Uh, uh, we've never had a conversation with the general public directly. Yeah. Very intentional. Let the broker talk. And lawyers leading MLS thinkers out there in the world are telling us to stop and address the public directly, which we've started doing uh, through media campaigns like the one we ran in Axios starting in December. Of a new home buyer, works. And the title of the ad says, uh, "Math teachers can buy a house in Gary today." And we're trying to inspire people who might like to know in the photograph mm-hmm. to think, "Hey, that's somebody like me who bought a house through this program. I can learn about. Maybe we can do it when it comes to housing security, housing affordability, and accessibility." We haven't been correlated with that mission in the past. We're about to launch a consumer portal this year that's going to have a lot of consumer protection on it, down payment programs, things that our drivers might not be highly motivated to talk about for a number of reasons, but we are. Uh, and we want everyone's brand to be really Yeah, I think that's fantastic because, you know, I, I, the reality is, is, especially with the way the news is these days, that a lot of people, if they don't know, they have a tendency to almost believe the negative or the bad news that comes into play. That's sure. just automatically how it that's is. Human nature, right? and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's if you don't know, then you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so if we can get out there because there's more stories, more so like meals than there are the negative. And, yeah. and if we can relay that to the general public and understand that times have changed when it comes to pricing and everything like that and and, but that doesn't make it untouchable and and that that generational wealth can be purchased through their first home and we just need to let people be make it aware and and express that to people so that's fantastic i love that you're getting those stories out there because there's nothing better than a good story to really understand the depths of how something works as far as you know you went a little bit into technology um one thing we always have the uh, larger brokerages, whether it's Zillow and Redfin and things like that, they are the amount that they spend on their marketing compared to what your average MLS spends is exorbitant, the difference between the two. So as far as technologies, in order to get that understanding out there, get the voice of the MLSs out there, how outside of of telling stories and, and kind of letting people know the real side of it, how are you going to get that out there? How are you going to get that out to the consumer, to the to the realtor, to the general public, and everything like that? Well, we that's a lot. Um, we have we have a new communication plan that started in January this year, and we have posts that we make. The, the one about Camilla is part of and we budgeted this year. We also have leadership profiles where we're going to be about the people on our board and what they do and humanize who these people are. Uh, I think there's, you know, people have been on the board for a long time. You know, people have they've done this what happens at board meetings. Um, and we'd like to know why these people have been on the board and what to do. Um, we want to encourage people to be board members. There's nothing better from my perspective than the varied group that can have an engaged discussion that would reveal things that I would really know uh, about the membership and how they might receive something. But you know, the, 
I, I think the the role that I referred to earlier is in one way it's backing away from the product selection. I'm not going to pick up that for example, but it's out it's going out and finding things that might be new options, stretching the soft drink metaphor into maybe local that you've never heard of. We have two different very intentional startup uh, incubators. One of them is called the Innovator Network, and you meet with a group of people. Right now, it's twice a month, and pretty often. And we look at startups here coming up out of RTP, out of uh, out of the region, hear from them, and see if they might be useful. If they really are approaching revenue or they're post revenue, we introduce them to the the NAR Reach program. And Triangle is an NAR Reach Labs uh, participant. We actually have access to NAR venture capital. Uh, and we can take them straight from a startup hackathon that, we're, that we host directly to, uh, to revenue and to VC funding and to exposure to 50 Those all are just continually being vetted with their real. Uh, where we found uh, fiberhomes.com, uh, they're about to uh, show up on your dashboard. Uh, so that, and on the Paragon system. That when you click on the little fiber homes button, it'll tell you whether that property has access to broadband. And it's also going to be idea. So you can put on your own website for people that are coming here as good workers. Critical. Uh, yeah. Uh, so now you can actually, along with green building fields that we're adding, you can all be able to search for a property that is rated and has fiber. Wow. That's yeah, cool. That is very cool. So, to go into just a couple more things before we finish up. First is we've seen that some um, MLSs are no longer association owned. Do you see that becoming more of a trend? Do you, do you see that becoming a successful part? And it's just, you know, again, another change in MLS and, and how it's reconfigured over time. How do you see that playing a role in the future? You know, that's a really active conversation across the country. I was talking to our, our corporate attorney who handles the matter for it, who's uh, works for lots of other MLSs, and it's an active conversation with them as well. Um, currently, we're holding them our alias, as you know, although we treat our stakeholders as owners with something like a dividend. Yeah. We're interested and have been uh, running passport right now, uh, our latest meeting tomorrow, uh, talking about how we expand that support. So it's in trying this best interest for the associations like Bitcoin, uh, to be super healthy um, and be able to invest yes. uh, in, in membership and education in first-time home buying. We'd love to see more of that uh, just as a way to be involved in housing security, to try and move the needle when it comes to affordable housing, accessible housing, having smart land use planning. We Through through NAR, we have a connection with other uh, think tanks that have really spent a lot of time thinking about how to do growth better and growth is possible for the triangle. How we do it though is, and I think in kind of every area now, including Alamance, the variability out there is more different. is quite different than a conversation about this. Absolutely. Uh, and so we don't think triangle uh, has the control role in those things. We think Jacob. Yeah. If, you know, an additional dividend, an additional way for us to sponsor or financially support, something like that, maybe at a regional level or uh, just here 
in Johnston County, I think it's a lot more yeah. trying. That's great. To go back a little bit, we did touch on it a, a bit, but to go back to the not the fun topic, the litigation mm-hmm. aspect and everything that's mm-hmm. that's occurring. How would you, if you had your crystal ball, how would you foresee that um, playing out? And you know, how do you think it will impact or change MLS as we see it today? Right. So there's more than one. So it's hard to kind of lump these together. Yeah. Uh, but which ones make you the most nervous? Well, I guess the recent S certification have a couple of real-world impact, whatever happens. I know, uh, I think we can all, you know, late-night tort ads, do brand damage in that they make. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons we're trying to get out ahead of this, because we expect that stream of negativity to occur. And that's before we even talk about it. Okay, if you look at the experts from, you know, Rob Hahn, people who write about uh, you know, Rob doesn't get paid by saying nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, Neil gets paid. God is falling. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I think uh, Bright Melissa's study of commission is an interesting response. Instead of just being quiet about it, they actually commissioned a comprehensive study to determine whether buyer agency was worth it. They indicated that how many can and I believe it is. And I believe that people pay it because they find value in offer that they get uh, educated buyer offers because they are offering a compensation to the person that's counseling them. If you can work with more people, it would be better. Right? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So this is a way to, you know, it's one way to, to compensate that wrong with the end. And I think buyers and our agency is not Less, and you can see it on the consumer platform what what the buyer is going to pay. And they can ask them questions if they're not getting you know, property with a lower, a lower rate. Most people try and get the buyer into whatever house the buyer can get them into, and they get paid what they get paid. And, you know, it's more on some and less on others, so it all kind of comes out. Yeah. Um, that's how I think. Uh, buyer reps approach this. Uh, yeah. So I, I think the outcome is going to be brilliant. We had a, a case years ago that that I believe resulted. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, change is hard and, and to sometimes the truth hurts in reality of things, but if it if it's for the betterment and you see a change that's in a positive direction, then you also have to look at it as that, like that as well. So off topic um, and not in the notes that I provided you. Tell me, because I want to hear just your general, how do you feel? Tell me what you believe is the value of MLS. So when you have uh, a realtor who comes in and says, I can just put this on Facebook market or, you know, I can just uh, um, throw it on into social media and it'll sell itself and those kind of things. What is your true value for MLS, what is your belief? Yeah, gosh. So I think it's very simple. But some of the parts argument. This is um, a network effect, mm-hmm. right? So there's some things have a positive network effect, and some things have a negative network effect. And positive just means that the more people use it, the more valuable. And I've uh, been fortunate to be in management of MLS for all the country, and um, it's very common. MLS is in the 90, 95% uh, range of all transactions. 
And it's not even so much that we're in the market is great. It's the fact that it's where everything is. And, you know, we can talk about the rule that we, that we impose. We sent out almost a quarter of a million dollars in here. Uh, so if people property a little over the line in the wrong place to get the marketing better, or they describe the property incorrectly, or they do something else that be not truthful, then we correct and you know market. <laughs> it's sort of like whether you're gonna you're gonna professionally market something or you're just gonna put it. Yeah. And there's an enormous That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean just you know, technically it's a lot like that. That's why we're on mm-hmm. Craigslist. Uh, but we are are curated. We also do things like full in there, like the the green building recuperation, uh things that we've lost and our broker enters the address and some other and we fill in all the other from authority which doesn't happen in, in other platforms. Uh, and there's not another platform uh, where fifteen thousand people with buyers, you know, are watching that stream obsessively <laughs> looking for something uh, that doesn't exist outside the MLS system. I think it's the most the most open, great, blind housing network in the world, uh, and sold a lot in real estate in Australia, and England, and uh, Eastern Europe, and there's nothing like the MLS anywhere else in the world. And in those places, it does matter who you know. Yeah. Uh, whether you're going to get into the house, and you know we're not perfect here, but pretty much if you see a house on one of our IDX websites and you have the money. If you immigrated yesterday or you are have made some lifestyle choices, it doesn't matter. It's, you, know, you can you can hire one of our people, you can walk up to yours if it's over the present. Yeah. You know, if it's yeah. for sale and you have the money and you sell it online, it's yours. Yeah. And that's not true everywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Great. Well, I really appreciate you joining me today. My understanding of MLS is definitely much broader and, and your depth of knowledge really brings some interesting facts to the table. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. And anything else? Any last thoughts before we head out? You know, I will drop one website uh, for everybody to maybe look at and it's uh, reso.org, reso.org. And uh, one of the projects we didn't talk about is we're converting the MLS database this year to RISO standards. Yeah. You're going to be able to search for things differently. Some of the labels are going to be a little bit different. It's a much more granular and a better way to search for property. Absolutely. Uh, but you'll see that coming in. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I think that might be a whole new podcast in itself to yeah. discuss, but that is definitely, do check that out because it is very interesting how that's going to play a role and, and very excited that Triangle MLS is taking that on. So, well, thank you so much, Matt. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the JCAR Report, your go-to podcast for all things real estate. We hope you found our discussion insightful and valuable in your real estate endeavors. Remember, knowledge is power in the world of property. Stay informed, stay curious, and never stop exploring the ever-evolving landscape of real estate. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the JCAR Report and never miss an update. And don't forget to leave us a review or share a podcast with others who might find it helpful. As always, stay connected with us on social media where we share additional tips, insights, and behind-the-scenes content. 
if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, we'd love to hear them from you. Thank you for being a part of the JCAR Report community. Until next time. And remember, the world of real estate is full of opportunities and we're here to help you seize them.